All right, following up from our last episode that was- After hours. After hours, the deeper cut. We were rocking it with Rick, and so now we want to dive deeper. Okay, you were saying before we started this that up until the age of 30 or so, that we tend to not even really understand some of the patterns that we get ourselves into. Teach us, unpack this more, this age of 30. And well, what, yeah. I mean, I, I started studying alchemy, but I don't read anything after the 17th, at the 18th century. Just, it's worthless after that because the, the logical reasoning mindset has already betrayed the information that is in there metaphorically because they're like, well, I don't know what that means. And they take stuff out because they don't understand how it fits. And so therefore you can't really learn it. But <clears throat> ask me that question again. I'm sorry. I lost Just that, that. that we're, he, he, like, for example, I'm 26 and I'm approaching 30. A lot oh, of things yeah, are already, a lot of things are already changing for me biologically, spiritually, emotionally, all these things it's are... It's happening fast. Yeah. And you're at that age right now that is really important because let's just say I've come to understand things. Other people know this. It's not like this is a big thing that Rick Paris says. But the planets are really influential on you. Like, I've been watching the moon now for months. Mm -hmm. Like, on daily, hourly. I, I, I don't watch it hourly, but I do look at it when I have, when I'm starting feeling certain things and I'm like, okay, where are these coming from? Because I know I'm conscious, I'm not doing that. So I want to understand the influences that are going on. And what I've come to understand is Saturn, you hear people say, oh, Saturn return, Saturn return. What that really tells you is, you know, you've got 365 days you get one cycle of the Earth going around the sun, right? And every planet has a different number of days that get around the sun. Saturn takes the longest orbit. So technically, all the planets are influencing you through all these avenues, which let's just say it's your astrological chart. Well, Saturn stays in each, each thing for like two and a half years or something in each house where the moon is going two and a half hours. Right? So you're getting that repetitive feeling and you can understand the patterns. But Saturn is a pattern that you didn't even see one complete revolution until 28 years out. And Saturn is a very influential pattern. <clears throat> so it isn't until you conclude a pattern that you have an ability to measure against it. So after 28, you will start realizing there's things that I'm, I'm this is the same thing. This is happening again, right? <laughs> and so... <laughs> For one place that I think we have to start here is just that there's so many scientists and philosophers and others that just are reluctant to be humble, to admit that the planets have some sort of an impact and influence on, on our lives. And they're just so, such massive celestial bodies well, because you're bringing in so much gray area for them now that yeah, in alchemy yeah, yeah. they didn't even this is what keyed me off in alchemy was recognizing when i was reading the way that let's just say if you were in this room if you were an alchemist and you got sick 
whatever you needed to repair that is in the environment. You don't have to go to India and get turmeric from India to fix this problem. I mean, you can do that today because it's available. Back in the day, they would heal you with something of the environment. So they didn't like, oh, every time this happens, you take this and that's how you get rid of that. No, because the planets were altering you. They might tell you, you're going to be sick for three weeks. We can't treat you until the moon is in this configuration. So you're just going to have to wait it out for three weeks and then we'll fix it. So what they would have to know is your birth chart in order to understand what are all the influences going on with you right now that you got sick in the first place. They were looking at functions. They weren't looking at germs. and They were looking at pattern. And they knew how to interrupt pattern. They knew how nature was operating and how to interrupt nature or advance nature or diminish nature. And that's how they would heal. So alchemy had many amazing things, but because it's not logical, mm. that's why chemistry replaced alchemy. Because alchemy is about synthesis. Chemistry is about analysis. And because the mind went for logic and reason, and after linear thinking, and they elevated the mind over the emotions at that time, because the, the, the will was waking up. The Renaissance was a time where the human will had come into fruition. But what they did was they elevated it above all else and realized human beings can dominate and can do whatever you want. You can control anything you want, right? So they got into this structure. And they let go of the enchanted life. That the earth was, the sun was born every morning and the moon went to sleep. And, all that stuff was, no, it doesn't go to sleep. It's just going around in a circle. And that's, you're, you, so you, they, we lost enchantment. We lost our oneness. We lost our connection with all that it was. And we needed to. In a development, you need to understand that will is this thing, and I need to learn how to work with will. Now we're at the end of what's possible for will without the emotions. So what's happening now is we're in a society that's left the emotions behind, uh, used taking diminished imagination is just an imagination and that doesn't do anything you, you know what are you going to do with that degree great for you when imagination is the main reality creation tool so chauvinism has taken hierarchical thinking and made that the empirical epitome of the way that you figure something out so now what's happening is we're diminishing the planet because we don't understand how to work with the planet so the planet is just being used up and so, and there's a belief there that things end. Like I've been saying for many years, you're going to see extinct animals coming back because it's an energy. Animals don't evolve in a linear sense. When the environment is right, boom, reality happens. So they're going to keep finding. And, and I just saw a bird this week. They said, oh, this bird's been extinct and they don't know how it came back. And, it just, and I'm telling people, I, said, I told you. Because it's energy, and if the energy moves into a different construct, there's going to be different animals survive and different animals go away. That's alchemy. It's synthesis. Mm -hmm. If you back the planet up, let's say we are doing things that making the planet having to react, like geoengineering. It's, you're, you're causing, you're interrupting the natural flow because you don't understand there is a natural flow. So you're interrupted. The planet's going to try to configure itself into harmony again. So you're going to make the weather make extreme changes in the weather trying to balance itself out because you created a high that wasn't there. You know what I mean? So alchemy is about synthesis and so is conscious reality creation. It's like 
we are synthesizing a relationship right now between you and I. This can't exist without you and I. It's like when you're talking to Ron, for instance, and I can feel that you're trying to word it in just the right way that he doesn't get mad because you don't want to trigger him, but you want to say something. And what's happening, <laughs> That's happening. is That's you're, sure happening. It, but, but what's behind is you're the anger and the frustration that you want something. You want him to grow or you want him to have a change. And sure. I'm getting frustrated. So I'm trying to like, and yeah. then he snaps right back. You see, in reality creation, you're going to notice, oh, that that happened because the anger was more intense than the good feeling and so the reality and since he's angry he gives you back the anger that's more intense that was me covering up something that i thought i could mm. hide it mm. and that's what everybody's trying to do right now they don't realize you've polluted your unconscious mind with a bunch of emotions that you don't like and so those unconscious emotions are now manifesting in reality mm -hmm. and so they're doing everything backwards right now. They're contributing to more pain, more separation instead of more enchantment, more synthesis. Mm -hmm. Like, if, the, if you can interrupt the pattern, that means you could speed the pattern up. There's two things here that we got to unpack. Obviously, one of them we have to come back Just to. Just interrupt, the, dude. It's we, totally fine we, with me. Okay, we have to come back to the 28-year the Saturn return. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. It's all well, good. you but know, if I don't lay out a structure, yeah, you won't yeah. get exactly why it's critical, you know, to totally. understand. Totally. There's so much to unpack with you, and this is, what, this is a lot of what we do as well as we focus on all that is. And we love that and laying out the structure. And for those at the bell curve that are there, they can pick up, like you were saying earlier all right so let's let's get to so when you do want to make a change or when when we do want to how do how do we say this we want to future author for ourselves in an environment that makes it so that you mentioned earlier you want to be 100 uh, percent uh you and love you but and also 100 percent love the person exactly where they are but you want to author a future where there's a more even more harmonious relationship so how do you approach that with like your partner how would i well, approach that with for honor? me because let's just say i'm an enlightened conscious reality creator i naturally always put the responsibility on me yes i take the power naturally so i always take that so okay. in a relationship with me you'd always find me taking that whether it's a friendship or a lover or i'm always going to take the lead because I'm just thinking that way and I'm already seeing the limitations and I'm, I'm addressing them in real time. Conscious reality isn't like a conversation that I go home and beat my wife. This is who I am 24 seven yes. in the grocery store. I'm changing people everywhere all the time yes. because I'm engaging with my internal construct about being more powerful. So when I love someone, it's because I know that that's the most powerful thing I can do. And anything else is just a limited perspective. And so if I feel myself not wanting to do something, I have to look at why do I don't want to do this? It may be a good reason why I don't want, and it may just be a poor reason that I don't want to. But either way, I, I will always look. I want to know why am I feeling this way right now? Why am I getting triggered by yes. this person? Yes. It's not what they're saying, but we, they, if they're saying it to me, we're sharing something. And if I really question the person well, I'm going to find out what's going on inside of myself by being loving. Not like, why do you think like that? No, go look. You know, I, I, again, I don't know how to say it because it's not a real, if it was really going on behind it, I would know exactly how to articulate 
the love. Well, let's take. If it's let's, hypothetical, let's take it. I don't really let, know how let, to do let's it. Let's take the actual issue that we were at, and then we'll get back to Saturn okay, return. So then, okay, in this example where you saw me kind of like trying to figure navigate out, how navigate to express, how to express, yeah. So um, how would one figure out, or me? How would I? Yeah, stop with the one. How would I myself figure out how to? Um, if we were working together, I would have said, okay, so you're angry. Because he got mad. I know you're angry. If you no, I'm not angry. I'm like, I know you're angry. You have to find it. You have to be first step to change is recognition. If I can't recognize that, I can't change. But if reality, if you say something, and I could see that you were like upset and you were trying to word it, and I could see, and then his response was like, ah. I don't remember what he said, but he did come out like that. He even kind of did that. Like, well, well you're fucked up. Mm -hmm. Right? And like he exemplified what was going on, but that was going on. I'd say, okay, so what do you think you're angry about? That's what I would ask you. And you'd have to like, now you have to think because you didn't realize Me. I... Me. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what were you... Why so were you if mad? I, if I uh, figure out how to uh, say something uh, and then... I trigger someone else to be angry, then it's actually anger in me. Yeah, you're angry and you created that he got angry back. Okay, and then, so then let's do a deeper dive then. Okay, so I'm angry. Now, okay, okay. what are you angry? Because probably you're gonna find you have a negative belief about him. Okay. So what are you angry about? Why did you want to, him to open up? Maybe the lack of belief that there are people that are watching the content, the conversations for longer durations and that are very interested in hearing what the person we're featuring has to say and what the, where the conversations between. So is he's like, like, they have to stay in a certain window of time. Yeah. Right. So what's happening is you're not feeling free. Yeah. You're not feeling free to create because the person that you're creating with is telling you something else. Yeah. So you're getting mad at the restriction that you feel. Yeah. But what you have to find is my belief is restricting me that I'm the one that thinks that people aren't going to watch this stuff. They're not going to. Well, I, 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 and, and again, I might not have the language right, yeah, but yeah. it's okay. you got to go for the sentiment. Okay, let's go for the sentiment then. Okay. So, so right, because what's bothering all, you is the fact that he's not in alignment with this longer duration. The vision. What? Sure, is, sure. What are you now? Now I want you to articulate that better. What are you mad about now? That he's not what. That I'm. No, just talk about him well, right now. Okay. What are you mad at him about? We'll get to you. Uh, yeah, the the, 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 the... Lack of vision? The lack of vision, yeah, the lack of vision. And so that vision yeah. is what? That vision is building out the long-form, nuance-driven content and also building out the libraries for us to be able to go and make highlight reels and shorter clips from in the future and whatnot. And he doesn't want to do that? No, 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 it's not that he doesn't want to do that. Sorry, it's more that... Um, that um, that the highlight reels and all the shorter content and all that other kind of stuff will come later and that will likely either be um, myself working with teammates or maybe just teammates that are doing that stuff. But uh, Ron right now um, is uh, slowly 
allowing, I think, himself to increase from keeping a show within an hour no matter what to occasionally if we have a guest that he likes and he enjoys the conversation that he'll let it go to an hour and a half or two hours type mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm extremely grateful for that. I'm extremely grateful that he is even sitting down um, to, to do the production and the direction of the shows. So yeah. what if you... First off, then, you got to recognize you share a belief. You see, since it's your unconscious, and that's the feedback. If you come from a, I'm the author of what's going on here, now I have to say, okay, what am I really wanting? I want to go longer. And I want the support from yeah. him. Yeah, that's it. That's so it. So yeah. I'm not feeling supported. That's what you're mad about. Okay, yeah, I'm not feeling supported. Okay, that's a pretty good way to put it, yeah. And so then you have like a belief. I'm, I feel like I'm rushed that we can't sometimes get to some of the good, or the good stuff at the yeah, end yeah. once the conversation's gone rolling. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But what belief is there, now you might want to even go deeper, like, okay. Because you want to be clear. Like, now I know I'm not feeling supported. That's, that resonates. I could feel that. Mm -hmm. So now we want to know. What is it you're not being supported in? Because let's just, I'll give you, see it's hard, I have to go longer to try to speak to someone that doesn't have the language that I use. But let's just say, an example, as a kid, you came up with an idea that people don't support me when I'm, something's really important to me. I'm not supported, when it's, but only when it's really important, because I get supported in other areas. You see, now you want to understand what kind of support is it? Because that's going to lead you to where you created the belief in the first place. Oh, interesting. Place. So what kind of support is it? It would kind of be like a, the loving, caring, work together through things in a gentle way. How do we figure out how to exactly do it in the best way kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So would you say it's a mothering support or a fathering support? Yeah, these are hard questions. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, well, but it, let's just say a mothering love comes from unconditional. Fathering love is conditional. Oh, I don't know. This is hard <laughs> stuff. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm going into it because you're connected to your mother. You grow out of her. It's your connection, your soul, your feminine, right? So that is your connection to unconditional love. I grew out of it. It's, now, whether she gives it to you is a different story, but that is my representation of unconditional love. Now, if I have a negative relationship, I came in here to, to learn about unconditional love, so I created resistance with the unconditional love figure. It could even be the father, but we're talking archetypal mother love. It's unconditional. Yeah. The father is conditional. That's why you don't really get around till dad, till about eight to 10 years old, where you're like, dad, can I go with you to the store? I don't want, I don't want to be with mom, I want to be with you. Can I watch you fix the car? Can we wash the car together? What you're trying to do is earn love now. You're trying to earn from somebody. You're trying, you, I got unconditional love, I got that. Now I want to like get somebody to love me for who I am. And so you start learning self-esteem from the father. Now whether you get it or not is, so what I'm getting at is when you realize like I'm not supported in what way, is it a mothering thing? Because now you're going to get another piece to where this belief was created. Mm, that's good stuff, yeah. Interesting. So the mom's love is that unconditional love. The father's love is a conditional love that we... It's earned. Earned. Yeah. Because they're outside yeah. of you. This dude's been wandering in the house since day one, but what the fuck is it? Because I love my mama. It was like that. 
then you want to do things to like impress them and because you want to earn that and you realize there's another way to get love. Because in conscious reality, that's what you're either creating reality or you're allowing reality. Most people are allowing reality and when you're allowing reality, that comes from my resistances. Because it takes density for physical reality to construct itself. And because you don't know you're doing it, the worst, densest part of yourselves are what's manifesting. It's all everybody's shadow aspects right now. Trump is a shadow aspect for so many people that are really like, I like black people. No, I don't. I, I'm not going to say that. But underneath it, my beliefs are black people are less. And so that's coming out now because it needs to be healed in order to move forward. So that projection, it's like you, if the president, the icon of this country is saying those things, then you got to be like, man, I got that going on in me. There's no way I could share the experience with that level of power without that being something I really need to change inside right now. I have to look deeper because in okay. my unconscious mind is... Okay. Okay. So then, so then the, the, maybe one of the first things to do is to look at oneself in the mirror because the, it's typically a reflection of our subconscious out in the world around us. So whether it be with someone like um, Ron and I, or whether it be you and your wife, or whether it be our relationship with the present and our relationship with another uh, skin color or religion or whatever it may be, is that really dig down into your relationship with your mom, your relationship with your dad. Well, those are the first two important ones. Right? And then you duplicate those. If you don't resolve those, then you find a lover that's like my mom or like my dad. Because I haven't resolved the issue because my father wasn't really awake to help me resolve the issue in the first place. Okay, let me try and take a stab at it. Maybe, maybe, this is possible, that it's because it is potentially, it's a not an, maybe not an unconditional love. Maybe it is a conditional love. And maybe it is then, um, something along yeah. the lines of like wanting to I want respect respect what I'm trying to do what here we're trying to do. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. that's why now you're like that's actually more father thing I got going on than a mother right because now you're defining it and you realize what resonates you, you just keep taking the machine apart and you follow what resonates and it'll get you where you need to go emotionally is how you figure it out you don't think it you don't yeah, think yeah, it yeah, through yeah. because you can't access your unconscious mind if you think it through you feel it through yeah you have to feel the flavors the that flavors are there. The flavors of it, yeah. And, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you down some very interesting paths. Hopefully. That you have to be very vulnerable and open. Like, Rick, I can't sit here and open up while trying to simultaneously stay closed off. I have to be willing to open up completely. And that's a beautiful process when you work with people that um, when even... That's why I love my job. Yes. I yes. mean, that's what I love about it is like when people trust me and I'm like, okay, dude, I'm going to fucking blow you out. I got you, you know, and I, I can't do that with masses of people. There's no intimacy in it. Like I tell me, if I talk to a big room, like let's say more than 12 people, that's a big room, like 60 people. There's times I've talked in 60 people and I'm like, I'm talking and I'm feeling the reality while I'm talking and if there's so many people and they're doing so many different things in their head that I'm having difficulty, where do I frame? So what I do is I say, I have 12 people in the front. I only talk to you 12 people. The rest of you are witness and watch, but in order for me to do this well, I have to be connected to fewer people so I could read how reality's playing out with me as I'm talking to you. 
Yeah, because you want to be able to be tapped into that feedback loop. That there has to be audience. an emotional feedback and, loop. And is it too much to have a theater with 100 or 1,000 or even 10,000 in a stadium? People, it's too much, even though you can feel like a big reaction from the audience when you say something sure. that resonates. But the thing is, it's like the journey is in the intimacy. If I'm talking to like a bunch of nothing, I can't connect, I can't get any feedback on myself. I'm just a voice spitting out a bunch of dialogue, you know, yeah, maybe everybody will laugh because that was, you know, I knew they were gonna laugh right there. But I'm not really engaging somebody in trying to heal them, trying to go deeper into their process. So it's personal, you know, like when people try to, well, how about like a, like, what if this happened, what would you say? I was like, I can't tell you because I don't have the real person in front of me to go deeper. I can only guess, and then when you guess, you can only guess a couple levels, and then you can't go any farther either. Okay, so let's start breaking it apart in the sense of that when you have a, uh, some, something that you're, that you're feeling, that you're reflecting on, whether it be your partner or your president, all this type of stuff, that you want to start looking at yourself and your relationship with your mom, your dad, unconditional love, conditional love. You want to start breaking things apart by feeling how you feel yes. with those things. And so, if you don't get down to the feeling that you put the program in the first place, you won't unlatch it. Because let's say this feeling has 10 units of intensity that put that in and while I'm looking around and I only get to six, your subconscious isn't gonna trade those. Oh, sure, sure. So you wanna to get to the full intensity. Yes. Okay, so then how would, how would you take someone, we'll get to Saturn return, how would you take, to, how would you take someone to the full intensity of Well, yeah, yeah. doing what I'm doing with you now. Okay, let's I do get it. down to the bottom of it. Okay. When you are gonna be the one that knows, right? When you say, oh my God, I know exactly when I fucking thought of this. Because you will, remember, your subconscious is watching you right now navigate your emotions. It'll start giving you the information when you're willfully pursuing it. Interesting, so you think I may have gotten a couple breadcrumbs by digging down to this conditional love of dad yeah. and wanting there to be some sort of a, of a making validation. something of value, validation. Like if he doesn't validate me, it's bothering me. That's, that's a good way to put it. Not being validated to do longer form conversations bothers me. Yeah. There you go, that's a pretty good way to put and it. And then yeah. just go, I want to ask you, for me, I want to feel good about us. I want to feel good about what I'm doing here because it's a value of mine. This is a value that I placed in this business, for instance. Let's say if you did. It has to be based in a value. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there won't be character there, and integrity. There's a value that the content that is discussed here impacts, inspires, engages people around the world. So that's the, that's the value. Yeah. So, so you want to enlist in. him yeah. and write, you got to, now you're going to have to say, What's bothering you about wanting to do it longer? Okay, because you're gonna okay. have to resolve that, and that's gonna be in you too. Okay, so then the so it's I want to so how did you start that phrase? I want to um, talk about something about my my. You want to focus on how it feels. feels. I want to focus on how it feels for me. Why does it bother you to go longer in the? We don't even have to ask him. What, like why? What is it in you? that doesn't want to go longer, like what what's the belief? Because he's probably going to say, think like, because it's a lot more work or, you know what I mean? He's going to have a negative belief on the back side of that. And then when you hear what it is, you go, could you change that belief? Could you change that way of looking at it? 
Oh, you ask just like that. Yeah, it's your reality. If he says no, you're like, okay, then I can't receive that kind of vulnerability. I can't receive. So I'm going to have to find another way to do it and more processing. More processing. So because mean, everything yeah. is a process. Yeah, yeah. If correct, you can't yeah. get it now, responsibility yeah. isn't if. Yeah. It's a, fu- it's a function of when. When. Okay, so then the idea is that um, ask, uh, you know, what, what does it make you, make you feel? Like, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm feeling that I, the validation, the, the validation, how does it make you feel? And to I'll tell you one more piece to understand. And one more, one more yeah, because it's important, but, he, but then, the, the, then the reply would be something like um, uh, whatever the belief is uh, about the reply about going longer. And then uh, it's not an if, but a when. So then if, so then it, uh, if it comes back saying that I don't want to do that right now, now it's not um, the, one of the things that came yeah. up a long time ago is nobody watches it anyway type thing right so then it may be that still lives there of nobody watches it anyway and so for me to not maybe you know flare up but to stay so but that's super important yeah if that's his response nobody watches it anyway yeah, yeah. then you got to go inside of me what I'm doing doesn't have value yeah somewhere inside yeah. Let's say if it was from my dad not acknowledging me and so I don't get that acknowledgement and so I'm not feeling the value that I'm putting out and he's telling me nobody watches it anyway. So you got to look at metaphorically what is that if somebody says back to me that's because there's no value in what I'm doing. Somewhere I don't see the value. Somewhere where I don't see the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah because if yeah. you see the value you need him to go longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have to ask. I, I would really appreciate sometimes i want to counter also and just say that although there is truth to um the uh wanting to hear feedback from people that gets you to reflect deeper on your vision and understand um um, maybe there's a different way to package some of the content to make it watched more and all that kind of stuff for sure at the same time um i can also say that a year ago when that comment came up there was no uh uh, viewership, subscribership, uh, content database that we've accumulated now. So it's taken me to just be stubborn about the vision in order for it to get to this point now where it's easier to do a longer form conversation because it's uh, grown significantly. And the same thing will happen in a year where it will, I think, this is how I feel about it, that in a year, once things are even more uphill, that it'll be even easier to, to Now, do you see, see what yeah, you yeah, just yeah. framed? Yeah, yeah, okay. You said okay. in, a year, in a year, it's uh-huh. gonna be more, and then, okay. you see, yeah, yeah. that's not valuing now. Now, okay, yeah, but, but, I mean, I'm now. not trying to bust, yeah. what I'm but saying is- that's part is, of the future authoring, though, right? Right, so that's it's what part I'm of doing. the future, yeah. but you wanna have that future now. Okay. Then I will get there, because it doesn't need to take a year, it doesn't even, it could happen tomorrow. But see, right now it's not going to happen tomorrow because it's going to take a year. You just want to be open to, yeah. I have a belief construct saying yeah. that later with you get more is better. That's kind of the same thing. When 8 million okay. people agree, then we're going to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. the kind of the same kind of logical okay. linear progression of things, you know, because here it is now and the way I picture it, if we did this much work, I could see it taking another year. It's like that's not interrupting the pattern. That's letting the pattern take you and then... Okay, letting, oh, gotcha. Okay, so this is kind of like you let the pattern or program take you to that year or you try and interrupt the pattern or program by yeah, getting like, deeper into how you feel, how other What's the feeling that you're going to think you're going to have a year from now? Because that's really what you're going. 
What's the feeling that you think is going to take another year to get? And you can, you can, you can reprogram that pattern by dropping into how you feel with the person that you're talking to about what is going to happen in a year from now and trying to talk about it today, right now. Yeah, trying to exactly. Talk about it in a week. But this yeah. is what I'm into right now. I'm into this longer content thing and I'm realizing this is where I feel like there's gold here. There's so much gold. And, and so what Especially I'm, with you and your conversations that you're having with people, as long as they're okay with having it be filmed, I mean, this type of a conversation oh, where you're, where you're working why. with people um, on long form video is gold, it's yeah. It's so beautiful too when everybody trusts and they know that the space is, you know, because when somebody's watching me take you apart, they actually share this too, but they're watching from the other leg of the triangle. Yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, that's easier than this. Oh, yeah. And so they still learn it. That's why I love talking even, in small even groups. Little, even at the little bit, yeah. So even in a group of 12, let's say you're working with 12, even if you're working one-on-one -on -one with one of the 12, 11 are watching how that's going and they're seeing bits and pieces like, okay, he just talked about mom unconditional love, dad conditional love, where do I fit in that, right? And so then people start really getting deeper themselves. You know, that's part exactly. of the content too, is that, you know, they're not the actual organ um, uh, 3D printer, let's say the person that's sitting here in the biotech field, or the person that's making the new technology for uh, protocols for uh, blockchain technologies, but they're, they're, they're learning about one of the pieces about the blockchain technology, or one of the pieces about the biotechnology with 3D printing organs, all these types of things. So at least getting the tiny shards that come and then can catalyze butterfly effects just like when you break down with someone one of these patterns um, and go back and look and go future as well. All this whole process with someone I think is yeah great to have. Um, okay, I think we could probably keep uh, breaking down that stuff. But, sure. But we're well, talking we can, about the Saturn return. Yeah, thing. let's go there. Yeah. So, so one one thing here that I mean, I mentioned at the very beginning that I just want to make sure really resonates. And we've heard this from so many scientists and philosophers. Is just this hard scientific. Uh, empiricism where it's like no there's no proof that Saturn affects or the moon affects sure. me there's no proof which means no way you know it leaves out all of the beautiful gray area of the mystery the magic, the magic right and but but here's the other thing is that I'm also very scientific and empiricist in the sense that I want to uncover exactly how Saturn and the moon and the sun and these large celestial bodies, how they actually do influence us. Because a 28-year orbit of a planet that is as massive as Saturn has something to do with how we live here on Earth. And the moon is such a massive celestial body as well. It's so close to us, a quarter million miles away. It's so close to us. So there's no way that it has no effect. So these are the things. And spiritual leaders are now trying to press more and more into um, finding a beautiful ground. Sorry, more beautiful ground, let's say, between the science and the spirituality that co- Well, because yeah. people have a tendency in the consensus in the middle of the bell curve to not listen unless it's backed by logic and reason. For me, I don't mind having some of those conversations, but I have no interest. I'm not going to talk logic and reason. I don't give a fuck because it's not, I know that that's not the most powerful thing and I'm not even going to bother. I, that's why I say 
I'm going to talk about magic. I'm going to talk about intimacy. I'm going to talk about reality creation. And for the people that lock luggage and reason, this is not going to make any sense. Matter of fact, some of them are going to get mad. Oh, you think you're to God, huh? Whoa, that's, that's pretty egotistical. Or they say a lot of stuff like that, right? Good, fine. <laughs> I, I'm looking for people that are ready to take greater responsibility because I know the deeper truth that we all create our own reality 100%. I lived it. I didn't get this idea. Yes, this idea is out there. It was out there before I died. But dying and putting myself back into it with that construct, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. I don't care if quantum physics ever figures it out because it's not going to. Okay, okay, hold on. We create our own reality 100%. Okay, got that locked in. Hopefully we can all get that locked in as soon as possible. Although I do slightly disagree that, that we will, for some reason, never get to a point where science can understand this. Yeah, I, you, think it's, you, I think it's you, possible that we can Well, it will, but it's that. far behind the truth. Okay, and now let's venture into that truth, right? Let's say we're both on the bell curve in the direction that um, you're identifying and that we do understand that celestial bodies have a significant influence on our lives. What does it look like as Saturn does when we're birthed, where, where its location is when we're birthed? Saturn is the disruptor. Okay, teach us. Right, so in alchemy, every planet is like music. Every planet is one of the notes in the scale. So as all, here's you on the planet and you're, you're going around and these other planets are going around and you're getting close and you're getting far and you're getting, in astrology, this is why degrees are important because there's information in a 30 degree, in a 60 degree, in a 180 degree. There's information in the numbers. So when there's a triangulation, there's a chord being played. Now the triangulation could be between Saturn, the moon, and you know what I mean? But so those three things in harmony create an experience. So when you realize that the plant, each planet is a note in the symphony that's being played at different times and different moments according to the other, that's why the moon's the number one most important planet out of all of them. Because it affects the rest, it affects us the most, it drags the water around the planet. Yeah. I mean, your water yeah. is moving with it. So yep. the moon is the most important aspect, more important than the sun, because it's the emotion, it it's the expression of the feminine, but right now we're in a very chauvinistic society that's put the mind over the emotions. So the sun is all important right now. It's all about the sun when it's really the moon is the most important influence. Because the moon is technically, in 28 days, it has its four seasons. It has its spring. It has its summer. It has its autumn. You know, it has everything in seven days each. Which is why women also part of the menstrual exactly. cycle with women. Exactly. Because that is one whole process. In alchemy, when they say it takes a year for this to happen, they really mean a month. They're talking about moon days when they say it takes a year to do this process. A, a year to the moon is 28 days. A year to the Earth is 365 days. A year to Saturn is 28 years. That's why the patterns all come together and they all match up with different angles according to your specific day. Okay, so the triangulation then of something like a Saturn plus the Moon plus the location I am on yes. Earth that triangulation, I have, there's a certain energy. Yes, a certain, certain thing is transmitted immediately. Certain thing is transmitted immediately. And that location of Saturn in the larger cosmos has to do with what is being brought from that area of the cosmos where Saturn is 
to... Well, and it's instant because we have time. The universe doesn't have time. The influence is instantaneous. This is what they've already, in quantum physics, they already know that light is not the fastest thing in the universe anymore. But the entire physics model is based on light. So technically, they might as well throw the whole thing out, but why don't they? Is it consciousness that is the fastest? It's resonance. Resonance. Like if you take a tuning fork and you put it here, the same one over there, and you hit it, this one vibrates with no time in between. It's faster than light. That's how space travel is accomplished. If you have a vibration here and you know how to duplicate a vibration over there, you can get there now. If we have a tuning fork here and on Theoretically, Saturn. yes. Okay. This is why, for instance, a lot okay. of the cultures like Sirius, you know, a lot of the indigenous cultures think Sirius is this really important star cluster. It's a blue star. It resonates with Earth. Earth is a blue planet. That's a blue star. There's a vibration that they share. Okay. And okay. there were people on Sirius at one time that were coming here. These are the giants that they spoke of. Sure, sure. So, okay. that, but there's a resonance between those two places which enabled those people to get here easier. Okay. Because there's a shared resonant vibration okay. between the two places. So there may be a shared resonant vibration between where our souls decided to come through the, the bodies on the, on the planet that may have made that. Well, place. that's why your name yeah. Your name oh, identifies a, the vibration Rick, that Alan is. Alan, Other one, Rick. you had a different name. You so have a different vibration than the other one. So, so even just the word Rick and the vibration yes. that's with that is part of Your the, soul names you. It looks like your parents do in reality, but it's your soul that gives you your name. I am the name. It's the first thing that happens when you come into I am the power. That's the second stage of the soul. When you, uh, t they call it terrible twos. No, that's when you have your awakening. Psychically, you don't even know you're not your mom until you hit the terrible twos and you're like, no, I have a preference. I want this. No, no, no. It's the first time you realize you are you. And Maverick is like almost a year old, right? He's almost, yeah. Yeah, so you're about to, you're experiencing I'm about to go through right the now. awakening and I'm yeah. so excited because I'm not calling that shit the terrible twos. This is your awakening and I'm going to make it look like, oh, right. it's such a pain in the ass. That's right. It's a beautiful awakening Yeah, for the go ahead, yeah, dude. Yeah. What are your preferences? What are your preferences, dude? <laughs> Let me know. I love it. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> if you got to scream, scream. You know, it's like, the, that's all you got. You know, it's like I learned this thing that me and him have this amazing thing we do now. It's because I, everybody wants to be self-realized, self-determined. And they don't have language and they don't even know how to walk. Yeah. What I do is I pick him up and I say, okay, let's go for a walk. And he just gets quiet because he knows if he looks at something, I walk over to it and I let him grab it. I don't care if it's a fucking knife. If he's looking at the knife, I let it. Now he doesn't even bother with the knives in the house because he's, I didn't go, oh, no, no, get away from that. I let him look at it when he wanted to look at it. And he might do some shit with it. I'm just watching close. But I don't get freaked out. I let him do. Now he doesn't bother with the keys. He doesn't bother with the phone. He doesn't bother because I just let him have it. I let him have it and let him have his time with it because everything he gets involved with, he drops in no time. Yeah. <laughs> so I let him have it so he doesn't want my phone anymore. He's not bothering any of our phones. He doesn't want any of the stuff that he shouldn't have already because he's already looked at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you see, I'm, I'm letting him be self-determined. If he looks at the knife and then he does some stuff and then I see he looks at the refrigerator, oh, it's a magnet. I let him, I, I bring him to what he's interested in. Sometimes we go down the hallway outside 
I take him wherever he wants to go. And he's like, I could tell he's learning like, yeah, I can have whatever I want. You're letting the, the consciousness be the full, full sponge of the yeah. sponging. It Let in him and, be what he's interested in. And you're giving in. that sovereignty right off the bat of being. I to, guarantee you, uh, my kid, it will be a very interesting person. Yeah, yeah. Well, this you is. These I'm are the programming things. him with right, reality right. creation right, as yeah. being his model. But like, when I was a boy, my parents were throwing shit at each other, hitting each other. You know, it was that's the unconscious stuff was getting put in me, and I got here. I don't know what he's gonna do when he, all this stuff is what he's getting in his unconscious mind. We get along. You know, if we do get in a fight, our arguments are quick and intense and over. You know, may, sometimes we might get an argument for three minutes and be like, fuck that, blah, blah, and then we'll start laughing. Because she can say whatever she wants. I'm not going to get triggered. If I'm triggered, I'm going to say. Because enlightenment doesn't look like monotone. It's full expression of all of you. Because I can get mad and say something shitty, and I can still fix it. I can still be like, you know what? I realized just now I was projecting, and I, I, I'm sorry. And she knows how to forgive me. It's like, we know how to do it. We know, I mean, that's why she wanted to marry me. Because she realized she'd come to some of my talks and was like, I don't know what you're saying sometimes, it's, but I know you're saying the truth. Okay, so this point is, um, I, I, you brought it up in the last conversation. I wanted to hit it, so it's actually quite good that it came back up. So this notion that we can be fully enlightened but still express anger yeah and and that this that, is why the adolescent is, thinks that no adolescent thinks enlightenment is peaceful and calm and i never get mad and i you're johnny one note man who wants a life where i'm always monotone walking around i don't get my preferences met i'm not excited i just don't want to fuck just for fucking, you know, it's like, where's your passion? Where's your, where's your God being? It's like, I want fly tennis shoes. I want a good car. I want everything that the illusion has to offer. That's enlightenment. It's just that the adolescent doesn't know that and doesn't see that because the adolescent thinks it would just be if I just wasn't mad all the time and I just was, you know, cool. Damn. Okay, hold on. I want to also see if we can visit this in a way that um, isn't it also simultaneously important to realize what those things do that the uh, we if we you want things being emotions or uh, let's take both examples let's take the example of like an anger where this these teachings are like thousands of years old where we can do something like really get to the deepest roots of ourselves to be able to uh, cognize more and be patient rather than react right away and get pissed. So, uh, But why don't you want to react right away and get pissed? Because most of the time, and I think most of the people that watch that also meditate um, realize this, that, that when we get react and get pissed right away, that yeah, technically you're right, that we're feeling something, but at the same time, we're also feeling it when we feel it within ourselves, but that we realize that we can be equanimous and that we can react to the situation uh, in a way that actually potentially catalyzes a more positive um, potential. So that's a great plan, right? But it doesn't work because you're not fulfilled if you're suppressing your emotions. You see, I don't know if the I child the and the adolescent. Okay. Well, here's the thing: the okay. child and the adolescent 
don't know how to be responsible with their emotions. So when they got mad and threw a fit, I didn't get what I wanted, so I know that I shouldn't throw a fit. I shouldn't get mad. So, so much cancer. The cancer is a function of rage, suppressed rage, and not being able to change. When you take those functions out of a person, they usually can heal their cancer. You see, you are supposed to be self-expressed all the time. Now, if I get mad and I punch you in the face, you know, that's way out of line. Getting mad, it shouldn't be a problem for you if I get mad. If I don't like what's going on here, what the fuck is happening? Fuck you guys, what are you doing? What's wrong with that? That's honest. They need to see the honest feedback of their impact. And if I'm like, well, I'm not going to get mad because I'm going to figure out how to talk to them. But and is I gotta there figure a way to... to communicate honesty without rage and no. anger? No. You honestly know. get rage. You don't punish anyone with your rage. That's what people okay, do with their okay. rage. They don't okay. just express it. They do something with it. They make somebody wrong, or they judge somebody, or they hurt somebody, or they hit somebody, or they flip them off. They do something instead of realizing, I'm mad. That's all. I'm pissed because I have a limited perspective. You still have to keep coming back to you. It's like, you get fit, you know, when you were a little kid, having a box of eight crayons was fine. Then you get the 56 box of crayon, and then you realize I don't even use half of them. That's how your emotions are. You should be using them all all the time interesting because um, otherwise you're throwing it into the unconscious and that anger's got to manifest somewhere and you throw enough of it out and you don't really deal with it let's say if you want to do it your way i don't really want to what, what do i do with that it's anger not, by the way it's not even my way well, it's, I mean, it's just something that i've been taught and been practicing right. for thousands for, for that's been communicated for thousands because of years the adolescent and up. child have been in charge of reality for thousands of years that's what this paradigm shift is. The, finally, the chance has come to be something else. And this is the time to step out of that paradigm. You, you think that it's possible that the, 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 the multi-thousand year um, tradition of, of, of teaching yeah, throw it a, away. a meditation. Throw it away. Is throw away because, it's terrible. because then you can do a 56 crayon, uh, 56 expressions of unique. So, so then the idea is that as long as... Um, I express that true uh, anger with honesty. Yeah. Okay. Then the person is also with in their, integrity and with character. With integrity, character. Um, that the person also has a a. They have a um, a, 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 a they they also are one hundred percent them themselves. So they can do things like forgive me when I say that. Okay. I was angry there. Yeah. I re recognized I was angry there. But they got, so here's the thing. No, do they want to they, punish you because you got out of a line? Yeah, so, so, that's so, the adolescent That's again. the adolescent. So, so there's, so, so A, I get angry. B, the honesty arrives with the other person in its fullest, let's say, the honest feedback that I'm trying to deliver. Um, C, um, uh, they get it and I realize that I was angry and I ask for forgiveness and D the person's uh, forgives me yeah so okay this now process... you generated intimacy okay with getting mad I got to be honest I got feedback I took responsibility they went that direct now where do you think the conversation is gonna be in 30 seconds from where it was before trying to angle and trying to figure out a way to, to aggress myself that they don't like, you know, that's the adolescent trying to control reality. 
also though it's it and I and it'll be interesting to hear what you think about this but it, it also <clears throat> goes into in many ways this em, emotionally um, one-upping aggravation well, that's loop. the adolescent if you're one-upping okay so so the idea is that if if I give an angry, honest uh, piece of feedback, and then the person um, says that, okay, I, I get why that happened, or if they uh, freak out in return and also give a freak out, it just seems like sometimes that freak out, freak out, freak out, freak out just goes up and up and That's escalates. because it's two adolescents. Neither one of those people are an adult. Okay, so then if both are adult, there will be a freak Even out. Even if there's one adult, yeah. you won't let it go there. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so that's then, why it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay, so if there's even one adult, it won't let it go too escalated. Let's but, say I get mad, Whoa, and you're like, "What fuck, dude?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I can tell I triggered you, but I'm fucking pissed. This is bullshit. What's going on here? Now you're pissed too, right? So let's talk about that a little. You see, you stay in integrity." It's hard to intellectualize this versus, like you said, the feeling of it when you're actually in those moments. You, you can, will feel yeah. so much fulfilled and so much closer and so much honest wow. and so much more free because you don't have to beat them up. You can get mad and handle it. The responsibility isn't if, it's you when. Even if I don't do it right now, I could do it in the next minute. I could do it in the next minute, even yeah, if I, I lose my it. shit. Damn, it's, it's so interesting because it just seems as though on the thousands of years of, of wisdom that's been brought um, to, luckily I've been introduced to the different teachings that have taught me these things is that that is not something that is. Uh, I told you, everybody's doing it exactly backwards. I'm very open-minded, so the, you, have, you have me interested. Um, uh, okay, what is the relationship of their people? Some of a lot of the people that watch actually are right in the age range of like eighteen to thirty-four. So they're really somewhere around this Saturn return mm -hmm. um, age. So what? So what? So what's happening when Saturn finally hits the same place in the orbit around the star that it was when I was born? Well, it's so it's a disruptor. It's so powerful, Saturn, that what happens is you immediately. See, because when you're born, you're not really aware of the choices you made. You're not aware of the positive or negative relationship I have with my mother, the positive or negative relationship. You're not aware of all that, but you're in pattern. When Saturn comes back around and hits you 28 years later, it starts triggering very deep patterns in you that you're not even sure what's going on, but I know that this is not good. It's like because you were pre-verbal when those first patterns hit. Right? You, you didn't even know how to articulate what you were going through. Damn. But you're in pattern. So when Saturn's a disruptor and it comes, when it finally makes one full circle and hits again, you're dealing with the, the new disruption of 28 years ago was the beginning, the last time I felt Saturn in Aries or whatever the hell you mm -hmm. are, right? So that's when all of a sudden you start every couple of years you go through the same you're like wow it's like yeah it starts getting intense because saturn is now catching up like when saturn when you're like 33 you know for instance i'm just using 33 it's not really a special number it's just special to me but that's like five years out so you got to figure i'm that is 14 years old now 
You see, all of a sudden, now you're starting to hit patterns that you can recognize. When Saturn first hits, it's just not feeling good about so much. This doesn't feel right with, you almost can't, but you know, like when you were seven years old, say Saturn was in three houses over now, but you're also more intellectual, you understand better, you have language now. So now the patterns that you're actually hitting a few years into the Saturn return start making more sense to me. When you do a complete second row of Saturn, when you're like 55-ish, 56, now you've got one infinity. You've got one pattern mimicked by another experience to look at now who do I see I've been all this time. Damn. So it's another big hit when you're at 55. This is where people usually get older, they get wise. They get old and die around that age or they get to be, start being a wise Whoa. person. Because Whoa. that's when you're really confronted, like, wow, this has been a theme my whole life. And whatever. now that I see what I was like when I was raised, and then I see what I was like, how I adopted these patterns, and I lived with them for so long. You see, now you have a triangulation when you hit 56. I have this new person that has two experiences to look at. Well, okay, so then you get the experience of 0 and 28 to triangulate with 56. Yes. And then that, well, at 56, either you get old and die or you yeah. get You wise. either succumb to your patterns and go, hey, I did what I could. I only made this much. This was what I did for a living. I just want my kids to move out. I just want to be by myself now. Yeah, they do that because they're getting older now. And now they've had two complete patterns. For people that aren't wise, it's like, that's the way it is. And then they put the belief, that's the way it is. You can't get out of that. That's a big limiting belief. Oh, that's, that's why the they start dying. Wow. Versus the, I'm still hella yeah. open. Yeah. I'm going to build my own reality. I'm still going to be building But you got to realize for 28 days, for 56 years, they've been banging their head on some patterns. So to them, it's daunting that I, I could change it. I can't, I haven't been able to change it in fucking 55 years. That's the way, see what I mean? They take that that's the way it is and they make it deeper instead of like wow i've had 56 years of doing it i gotta forgive myself and now i have a chance to understand two different perspectives who i am on a deeper level like what resonates between those two examples that i have to understand the function behind those forms form follows function i need to know the function now in order to you can catapult yourself at 56 into a new experience or lay down and Follow the patterns for the rest of your okay, years. And, and now let's let's revisit this 28 quick as well. Um, just that when at the around 28 that we start feeling some of the initial zero to one year old yes. pro programming. Okay, and then so when we're feeling the zero to one year old programming when we're 28, then we're what are we? It's what are just we, a yeah, sense. What's you don't have words for it because you didn't have words for it before. You were pre-verbal. Okay. Everything was just, you were receiving 100% at that time. You came in, people changed your diaper, people give you food, people take, you weren't doing any, I couldn't walk. I was 100% receiving everything I needed. Wow. I didn't have to think my way. I didn't need a job. Yeah. I, that gets taken away from you over Whoa. time by the other paradigm. Now getting What's old. What's the other paradigm? Control. Control is domination, yeah. versus domination versus dominion. Versus dominion. Everybody's controlling. Everybody's going for control. They're not really creating from the inside and letting reality tell me how I'm doing because that's what it's for in the first place. Reality is a reflection of how I'm doing on the inside. 
Yeah, that's a very profound statement, yeah, yeah. And I need to learn how to read that and make the adjustment. Because when I make a real adjustment inside and I watch that fall apart, it's one of the most empowering, most fun things you could ever do when you're like, oh my God, that was, I didn't have to struggle. I didn't have to do anything. I could receive that. Because I set an environment up to receive something. You're not just like wondering what's coming next and I'm just waiting for the universe. I don't know what to do. I'm just waiting for the universe. is going to do anything until it hits another pattern. It's just going to give you another pattern. That's why so many times you can feel like I'm on the end of success, I'm on the edge of something new, and it just doesn't quite pan out. It just doesn't. Because you don't have the self-image to contain that success. You have to move that consciously. That's why, like, you might get a bunch of money and then all of a sudden the car breaks down and you're like, fuck, man, I thought I was going to be 3,500 ahead and the transmission goes out in the car. Because you can't create outside of the box you're in. And the subconscious will just find a way to make it go back into the box. Get back into the box. Get back into the box. Because that's the subconscious's job. To keep integrity for you so you know when you change something. You recognize when it's different and what did I do. Now the subconscious goes, yeah, totally. That's the new thing now. And you just live it. And sometimes you'll make a healing and I won't realize till I see a recording and go, wow, I forgot I used to do that. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm in harmony, you see? Yeah. You're in a dissonant. When that removes itself, honestly, there's no reason for it to exist. There's no reason for that pattern to exist when I unplug it because it only exists for me to recognize something. When I recognize the right thing, when I understand the right thing, when I can forgive myself for what I need to forgive myself, then it changes. Forgiveness is where the magic happens. And if you don't know that forgiveness is a process, like a grief process, and similar, you're not going to get to forgiveness either. It's like, how do you do that? Oh, you just forgive people. I mean, you just let it go. You just forgive them. <laughs> if you don't know the process and it's important thing, like little things is easy to forgive. What about a big thing that I don't know, if I don't know what there's a process to forgiveness, I'm not going to get myself through the machine to get on the other side to forgive. And if I can't forgive, I'm not going to change. What is your process for forgiveness? That's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a process. It's, it's a process. It's, it's a, some journaling and then it's a meditative process and then it's a releasing and it's a speaking to the subconscious to make sure you have to define it so well that the subconscious goes, I know what you're talking about. Wow. This is who I used to be. This is who I am now, right? And they're like, yep, I understand it. And no more of this and this is what we want. You have to, you have to be able to talk to the subconscious in a way that it knows what you mean. Damn. Once it knows what you mean, you're, you have free will. The conscious mind has the will to shift the subconscious. But you have to understand how it operates so you can get in there and make it work for you. If yeah. you don't know how to do that, it, you won't, it'll be hit and miss. Wow, yeah, that process. So journaling, meditation, and then... It's part of what I teach yeah. people. And the, and because yeah, see, yeah. the thing is, I could explain these things in a way, but if I explain it, and you don't get it, and then you think you know it, and it didn't work. That's why I don't not give my stuff away in public. I do it in the right context. context. Yeah, yeah. Because if I give it away in a, in a less than good way, and you think of it, and you try it, and it doesn't work, you're well, I tried that shit, Rick Perry said, and it didn't really work. Yeah, yeah. Because you need somebody to walk one you through one. so yeah, you can, yeah. they can, this is what you missed. Oh, you're right, I didn't feel that enough. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean now. It's like, it's got to, that's why alchemy, you will not learn alchemy in a book. Because alchemy, you needed to take somebody. 
That's why if you read a book and you're like, oh, my master never taught me how to make the, the lead into gold, that's because you didn't understand alchemy. If you would have understood what they were teaching, you would have came to your own understanding of how to convert that metal. If you're waiting for somebody to do it, you're not self-authored. And alchemy is all about being self-authored. That's why all the people in the Declaration of Independence were alchemists. Because it's a spiritual pursuit, alchemy. It's not a religion. It's a spiritual pursuit. And that, it's like the alchemy as well of our own future authoring as well. This is a major yes. part of... Yeah. They knew the more my resonance was up, the more impact I would have on the environment. So they wanted to be a good person, whatever that means, but they wanted to be a right person, a person with character, a person. That's why they did what they said back then and they didn't waver off of what they said. See, the baby boomers did that too, but they did it like an adolescent and they just controlled and dominated everything and undermined everything they didn't like, like teenagers do. You know, capitalism is an amazing idea in the hands of an adult. In the hands of an adolescent, it's terrible. It's about dominating and undermining and not paying attention to anything right. There's no, there's no value based underneath it. It's just going for money and success, but it's not really understanding. It needs to be a more sophisticated system, like what's the impact on the environment? What's the impact on these people? It needs to be like interdependent capitalism, which I love so much. Just shout out to Jun Yoon, Conrad Yoon, and Jeremy Yoon. I'm for getting this closer to this loop here. Yeah, you are. You're getting very much closer to this loop. Um, actually, um, this book is, is like how to kind of do the, um, the adult uh, capitalism and not the adolescent capitalism. And, um, and so, yeah, you are very close to the loop. It's so funny, Rick. Rick, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I initially met uh, June and then that uh, I initially met David Ewing Duncan even before that it's crazy and then I met Andrew through June and then I met you through Andrew so you are funnily and Andrew's been working with June's family office for a long time so you're you're like I'm getting closer to the loop. <laughs> yeah it's so funny so um okay I really want you to hit on this too all right forgiveness is critical for a myriad of reasons yes but it also is, in some ways, can it be viewed as something that can take people, like, for example, I'll just give you an example quick. Sure. It's just that, like, sometimes it's like someone gets super duper pissed and then they're like, they don't even say I'm sorry. And then you're the one that's kind of like always forgiving that and then it happens See, again. See, that's the adolescent mindset. Like, okay. I'm the only one doing it all the time. So then they feel sorry for themselves. They go into martyr and then they punish the person because I've already done this three times and you're doing it again. You see, the adolescent can't say, I still haven't let enough of this go or we wouldn't be in this pattern again. And if, you have ha if you've had enough of that pattern, it's probably best to just move on to a different well, relationship. Well, no, you don't want to move on if you don't unplug it. Now, this is the perfect person to move on with correctly. You, you think so? Oh, I know so. Wait, who are you talking about? Whoever yeah, I'm, doesn't, okay. and let's say yeah, yeah, they I was, keep... I was just giving an example yeah. of like a relationship between two people. Right. Yeah, 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 something like that. But if yeah. somebody keeps getting mad and you keep forgiving them, it is your... It, to be a loving... If you're in an intimate relationship, the loving thing to do is forgive them. And if I negative judge them, I separated from them, so I'm not loving them anymore. Yeah, but at some point also at the same time that we have to realize that it may be that... 
Um, no, that, no, no, you're already going to Adelaide. No, you're the it, reality you don't creator. Want to, you don't want to. Yeah, okay, but at the but, same, doesn't it? Doesn't it also at the same time? Isn't this also really important? Just that they <laughs> may not just be the person for you no, to spend. No, no, it's your reality. Every person, you're the one creating them. They're the perfect person for you right now. They're the perfect person for you in either your to life learn how to forgive or, or your learn. time. So it might be just a day. It might be yeah. three months. It might be three years or thirty years, right? So it might be any of these. But they're the perfect one for that time period. Well, no, for that moment. For that moment. For that moment. For that yeah. moment, you have a chance to get rid of a pattern that I've seen 50 times. But if you want to argue about the pattern and say it's because you just keep getting mad and I keep forgiving and you're not. No, no, no. You are mad and you haven't figured it out how to unplug it. So it keeps showing up in that person. That's what I'm saying. If that person is the one that... Your boss keeps fucking with you every day. That's the perfect person to figure. You don't want to quit your job and get another job because you'll find another asshole that does the same thing at okay, the so next what place. Okay, so what do you do in this case then? The boss is, yeah, is, uh, is fucking with you or whatever is happening. And then you're... Now you go, well, again, it's very complex anyway. Yeah. Because now I got to know. Okay, do you got a father issue? Is this about earning? Is this a, What is it about this guy that's bugging you? Because okay. you got to unplug it. If you're not going to be successful, you can't create another reality by leaving. If my pattern is playing out and this person just happens to be the best place it's really reacting to, I want to be in the place where it's really easy to see the problem. Okay, and then to be able to up level up by tackling this complicated yeah, issue. Like yeah. I have to go another round. There's something I'm not getting here. Okay. Thank you for throwing, getting, I mean like you don't do it that way, but let's see. Theoretically, thank you for getting mad again because I need to go deeper. Interesting. Thank you for getting mad again because I need to go I deeper. I said, you might not say yeah, that in real yeah. life, but essentially. I've actually said those exact words. They probably in real punch life. you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, uh, I've said that to myself. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you, 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 you have to understand that's your reality. It's not them doing it to you. It's you doing it. And if you get involved with the negative ego, the negative ego is only supposed to tell you somebody's mad. Not like that guy thinks you're an asshole and thinks you're fucking stupid right now. And you go, I'm not fucking stupid. You don't need to yell at me. It's like, no, you just lost the whole war right there because the negative ego got you to go down one of your limitations. Because it's real, that limitation, so your negative ego uses it against you. And because you know it's true, you believe it. And you get involved in an argument that has nothing to do with the fact that they just got mad. You see, it's like, it's not brain surgery, but there's a complexity to it. And so, if somebody, like my wife, it's like, there's, there's sometimes... They don't go very long, but there's been things that come up more than once, and it's like, okay, there's times I think, okay, this is the third time we've talked about this. Let's get it out now. What am I doing that you don't like? If it's the 80th time that you've talked to someone about well, something, I'll never go that long you won't, for me. See, that's the thing. That's what I was just wondering about. Is because that, if you don't know how to unplug it, you're yeah. going to argue about it 80 times. Okay, okay. Right? You have to, you, if you can't unplug find the can ownership. Also be breaking that. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Never. You would find the treasure. I want to create from the inside where it's really going. I want to find the, the key, own it, and then watch the person stop doing it without me saying, you're a fucking idiot and you need some help because you need to go to anger classes. You know what I mean? It's like that's all the wrong approach. You are sharing an experience with them and you are both sharing it for very good reason. You are both sharing it for very good reason and then let's say at some point it does 
um, feel as though that you both want to um, end that. Then you can end it. Then you can end it. Okay. But, but I wouldn't. Just, you still wouldn't. No, but I that never mean do. That you would start like, wouldn't that mean Because that you I won't let it go 50 times. When the third time hits, I'm not stopping until we're done here. Let's talk about this because our relationship isn't going to move on if we just keep doing this shit. And if you know how to, in that conversation, if you know how well, to get I do. down to the, yeah, the, the deepest mom and dad. And the thing the is, mom. most people in my life that are, would get into that situation know me well enough and trust me. Like if Rick says this is time to get into it, it's time to get into it. I will create the reality that they do because I already am creating much of my most of my reality I'm creating consciously. And so I don't drop the ball in any situation. That's why I like when people see me out somewhere and shit goes down and they, they watch me do it and they're like, this is real deals. I'm not just acting a certain way on camera in front of people. This is how I do it. So, and when you see a real moment happen and you see it happen, you're like, wow, that was awesome because I don't lose my shit. And if I did lose my shit, I would lose my shit so completely that you'd be like, wow, motherfucker, you're crazy. And then I would fucking fix it. Do you know what I mean? Like, for instance, I, until I was about, I don't know, let me think. Probably till 10 years ago, I had gotten probably one bar fight a week. Even while I was a shaman, even while I was trying to be in line, I'd get in fucking fights because I, I couldn't unplug the reason why does the big guy in the bar that's super fucking macho think he's fucking more than me and he always wants to come up to me and fuck with me and I always got to kick his ass in front of everybody so I look good and he, it was this pattern that I was like, I would literally tell someone as I'm about to get in a fight and they're like, what? And I'm like, this guy right now, watch, watch. And they would, we would just start fighting in the bar. People would be like, how the fuck did you do that? I said, because I could feel it. I could feel it when reality is coming and I don't know what else to do. So I just go after the pattern. Like I tell the people, just drink the alcohol. Do it. You'll learn. From, you need to do it and you'll figure it out. Just try not to hurt anybody. Whoa. Okay. So then you can look at patterns that are, you could, that you would consider potentially harmful to yourself and sure. others. You have to. Those are the intense ones you want to change the most. But see, this thing about the harmful patterns that you want to change, it just doesn't seem like explosive anger is not, that seems see, like Have you a ever pattern. seen somebody in traffic, you're in the car and somebody doesn't use their blinker and they're like, motherfucker, you didn't use your fucking, you fucking asshole. And you're like, where is that coming from? Because that's how mad they are. And that was the one incident that they would like release something in a safe way. I'm in my car and this is where I'm going to do it. It's just the adolescent doesn't have anywhere else to express themselves, so they create a reality that somebody doesn't use their blinker so they could blow up and ex get the pressure cooker down. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know necessarily about this whole valve. Of well, be, I, well, you're afraid of anger. I can see it. I don't know if I would use the word afraid. Well, why aren't you embracing it? I, um, I just, I don't know if, I'm use, if I'd use the word afraid or embrace. It's just more that, it's more that, um, I think there's something about the multi-thousand-year wisdom. Yeah, well, then you're going to get stuck there. Let me just point this out. Why do you think the calendar's ended? 
because everything changes in a paradigm and there's no possible I'm, way. I, okay, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not saying that that it ha that I'm I'm very open-minded. I'm no, not no, close-minded no. to the thousands years of tradition. I'm just saying that there's likely something there no, that can nothing. be just applicable let it go. to In a paradigm shift, no rules apply to the new system. None. The more this is why our money system is breaking, our political system is breaking. Everything is breaking already, is it mm. not? Mhm. Mm because we have to let it go the way we've been doing it. The way we've been doing it is not getting a result. So since we're not conscious of that, what we're doing unconsciously is just throwing everything on the ground and getting rid of it because I just don't want that in my life anymore. That's the adolescent trying to do what they always do when they get to a point where they don't know how to discuss it anymore. There's no complexity. Well, we've argued four times. Let's just agree that we disagree and not talk anymore. How's that? <laughs> Great solution. So you go off and find another person to get mad at, and so do they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't do it while you had the chance. And no big deal. Mm -hmm. Responsibilities when, not if. So you will, and that's what I mean. When you get older, you start recognizing, wow, man, I married my mom twice. I didn't even realize it till now. Or I, you know, you need space and time to recognize a pattern. But if you, re the truth is, if you do something more than once, ha handle it then. If you see something hand twice, just handle it then. Because it's going to go three, and it's going to go four, and it's going to go five, it's going to go until you do it. But the problem is, it's like a funnel. When you're at the top of the spiral, you got lots of time, you could blow it off, you could reframe it, you could do what you want, and then eventually, the thing always goes down, and goes, now I have to, I got cancer. I, I'm losing my job, I'm losing my apartment, I'm losing everything. It's because I didn't react when I had space and time to do it. Now I have to and there's no power in the choice because I have to make this choice now. And it's not an empowered choice anymore when you have to make it. And that's what most people are doing. So Instead of changing the government like nicely, not change the government, the government it's like capitalism. We have the best system on the planet. It's just utilize it by an adult. Quit having the adolescents put more and more laws, more and more we don't have any freedom now. We have very little freedom now. And we're wanting more. More laws, more laws. Make them do that, make them. They can't do that, they can't do this. They need to take those chemicals out. You know, the thing is like house painting. I love painting. Took all the lead out of the paint because it was dangerous for the environment. Yeah, but now you're dumping five times more paint in the environment now because the paint doesn't last half as long as it used to. So now you've got to get rid of more paint waste because it doesn't last as long with that out there because all you had to do is get rid of it right in the first place and use lead in the paint. It lasts, it makes paint last for like 15 years. Now paint doesn't last five years. You got to strip your house, sand it down, start over with an inferior product that's going to come off again in five years. You know, it's like, so let's just not paint houses anymore. Let's put siding. So you see the creativity is dropping. The options, the, the, the freedom is dropping. And this country is based in freedom. Yeah. It's in the, but that system is crumbling. That's why the system of America was off. It was, they just said, have check and balances. But then they didn't put it in the party. They gave a two-party system. They did that so we would have to grow again. All we have to do is have a three-party system and the whole problem's fixed. Just like that. You think it's that easy? That easy. If you're having a problem with someone, what do you do? You get a counselor. You get a third perspective to watch what you're doing and talk about it and figure it out. That's what'll happen. That's what our government is based in three in the first place. The Senate and House of Representatives, they all have to come to an agreement together.
but they didn't have, they only had two parties. Now, if you had a third party, it would do the same thing for politics because if you guys were trying to make an illicit deal and I was, I mean, oh no, I know why you want that to go through and I know why you're agreeing. You see what I mean? It would be checks and balances across the board and everybody would have to do the right thing again. But they're like, well, you got to have 5% before you get any funding and we never get 5% for a third party, so we guess we don't need one. No, that's the only, that's the one easy move that'll change everything because triangles are the first geometric shape after possibility. You need, your phone won't even work without a triangle. There's, you can't find and you can't change without it. That's why the government was set up like that but not finished that way. So we had room to grow and realize we need to implement the system deeper. We need to take it to another level deeper and demand a third party be present just to make sure you guys are all checking in on yourself because then it'll do it on its own. Interesting. So then the executive, legislative, and judicial branches were made um, for the checks and balances, but then the bipartisan yeah. The, 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 yeah, system that we have, two parties, is no checks and balances. But see, you learned it. They gave it to you in yeah. the government, but they didn't give you it there just so you would hash it out and realize the adolescent has to evolve. Right now, the adolescent is just freaking out because nothing's working like my education, I'm in debt, I, nothing's working the way it was supposed to. The American dream is gone, nobody's dreaming, nobody's imagining. When I was a kid, every car thing, the future of the car, the future of space, look at the new rocket. It was like the 60s and the 70s were just all about the future and dreaming and now I don't, you don't hear anything about the future much. People are just so freaked out, they don't even want to think about it anymore. It's like they're, they're making a lot of fatal errors in a very unconscious way. The idea is that we can author our future by doing things like authoring a third party into yeah. the world and then authoring that state of checks and balances and then authoring a bridge between China and the U.S. and authoring a bridge between Africa as a development. Yeah, how do we both grow together? Not like we're a big country, we need to help you. We can help you this much. How do we much. both grow together? You know, how do we yeah. grow together? How do we do something together? If you're interested, you know, you know, not yeah. everybody has to work together. You know what I mean? But you can find a place that's like in life. I could create, what reality should I try to fix? The, 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 the Korean weapon thing or the, the, the nuclear disaster in Japan? What should, you got to pick something that matters and then have a shift. Don't worry about everything else going on. Somebody else will take care of that. Not like somebody else, but just work on what you want to work on. Get the changes in the environment that excite you, right? But the thing is, the adolescent can't do that because it doesn't, it's not based in a value system. It's based in other people's value systems. You can never be fulfilled. That's why throw all those old ideas, you'd be better off throwing it away and starting from scratch. There's good stuff in that old technology. Oh. I just make a, an argument for the adolescent cannot discern what's good and what's bad about it. An adult can an adult can discern what part of that religion is actually doing something beautiful and what part should you just throw that shit away right now. Yeah. Right? That's why the Bible is filled with half-truths. There's so much half-truths you can't discern what's good information and what's shit in there. And most of it's shit. Every religion out there is shame-based. Everyone. If you're in a religion, get out of it. Drop it. And that's all I tell you. And they go, oh, yeah, because they're in the front of the bell curve. They're still afraid to say, fuck you, God, you're a piece of shit. I hate your fucking guts. You know, if you're that mad, most people are that mad at God, but they're too afraid to get real. God's not going to be mad if you tell him to fuck off and suck your dick. The first time I did that, I had an auto body shop with a lot of Spanish people, and I just snapped one day, and I went out in the driveway, and I said, 
And I was still at this place, you know, and I was like, fuck you, God, you motherfucker. What the fuck is that shit? I've been doing everything. And, uh, my, the boys just start running. They were like running and they're like, oh, go roll the kick. This is going to fuck. And I remember thinking, wow, that's crazy. I said, you guys really think that God's like, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm an adult with my baby. I wouldn't get mad at anything he does. And I'm just a human being looking at another human. God's definitely not going to react to me telling him to fuck off. You know what I mean? Like what? The angry adolescent God would. Like, oh yeah, motherfucker, how about if I give you this? <laughs> it's because they're all coming. Even the God itself is an adolescent. Vengeful, angry, all by himself. That's an adolescent's perspective of the divine. And that idea has just ruined so much. Yeah, I'm sure at one time it was beautiful. It's not beautiful anymore. There's certain things that you just have to drop and just let it go. But of course, you got a lot of beliefs in there, so it's hard. Like, God punishes people that aren't afraid of him. Or if you don't accept him as your savior, all these beliefs will just undermine you. And the thing is, you're afraid in your subconscious. If you do it, if you have a belief that God would punish me if I said something like that, and you say something like that, you get punished. You think God did it, but no, it's your subconscious just going, well, that's what you said. You said, if I do the wrong thing, you can... Mm-hmm. You, they don't know that it's them. And, and so I'm just saying everybody's doing it all backwards. And the thing is, if I knew that before, but when I died and put myself back here, I know that I know what I know, and I'm not varying on my position because if I were to say, well, yeah, sometimes you just got to let it go and walk away. I, sometimes you got to let it go and walk away. But me, not me. I'm, I'm here. I'm in it. Let's do this right now while we both have a chance. And so that's what I live. You know, and it works beautifully. People are like, God, Rick, you're so honest. You're so like, I'm like, that's just coming out of, I have a set of values that I live by. And I don't vary off. I add more value sometimes. Like the other day, I, I had a realization. Wow, I really value efficiency. I never really understood that I like things efficient. And so I was telling that to Andrew and Elizabeth. Like, I mm-hmm. want us to be efficient. You know, yeah. efficient. I love being efficient. I'm doing, I literally am so efficient sometimes that I know that in an hour and a half from now, I have to go pick that fire extinguisher up for there. So if the garbage is next to there, I'll throw something from here. And if I miss, I'll leave it there because I know I got to bend over in an hour and a half and then I'll pick the piece of paper up. I mean, I'm like, like doing things in so many crazy ways because I just like being efficient. But it's like, it's a value. And so it makes me feel good when I'm efficient. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel good with things. So I get a good feeling out of this efficiency yeah. naturally. Yeah. So if I incorporate efficiency in every choice I make, is that efficient or not efficient? If it's efficient, I'll feel good about my choice. Therefore, the choice is going to play out in a positive way in reality yeah. versus I did that out of duty and obligation. I really didn't want to do it. I, and then there's no juice and I don't feel anything. Yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah. That's, That's the serious. adolescent. The adolescent does everything out of duty and obligation because... Somebody was telling me what I had to go to school, when I had to wake up, when I had to, when I had, and I made all my programs based on some authority out there that had to give me what I wanted. That's why I have a job. That's why I went to college. Mm -hmm. That's why I have a boss because I'm programmed to think I need those things. Versus being able to take a a self-authoring style. Receive, learn how I was when I was one. I mean, 
I love this point. This point is huge. I actually am like really, really um, a big proponent of this point about efficiency myself. Um, I actually have people frequently tell me how to live my life in a more uh, inefficient way. That's uh, and it's like something that I, I have to frequently push back on. And I'm just like, I, I get my authentic self. Like I yeah. get where I'm at. I know why I care about efficiency across all these domains. If it makes you happy being efficient, like. Not happy, actually. Really, that's another conversation. But happiness is an addiction. You don't want happiness. You want joy. Because joy is an expression of preference. Happiness is my needs are filled. If I fill all my needs and I'm happy, now I'm in an addictive cycle because I eat my ice cream at 9 o'clock, I get up at 8, and this all makes me happy. I'm happy. But what happens is you're in addiction now. If you go for preference, you're different every day, every moment, and your preferences change. And if I go for what I prefer... I'll be enjoying my process yeah. and I have to be in the moment and be real emotionally in order to enjoy everything. Yeah, that was probably one of the most interesting points of this conversation was trying to figure out that expressing the 60 plus crayon options of emotion um, and also the like you said, there's so much that's happening with the change in our money system, our political system, um, and all this type of stuff. And so uh, maybe one of the systems that are getting disrupted is this lineage of meditative practices um, versus this. It's the adolescent trying to control, it, it, having dominion. The only reason you want to go into a meditation is to go to the more real, create something that I want, and see if I can pull it in here. Because if I create it in here, that's the first place it has to happen. And if I'm really into the meditation and I engage my senses and I smell what that success is like and what does the furniture feel like in my house and what are the colors on the wall, it creates a symphony of emotion and a symphony of desire. And then I can start expecting that to happen and what do I got to do right now to move myself in that direction. You see, now you're on a different armature. You're functioning in a different way. And then when that's backed under values and I only go after my value, like for instance, if efficiency is my value and I'm gonna do something and I'm like, that's not very efficient, but I can make a lot of money if I do it. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, I'm gonna say no. It's not efficient, I'm not doing it. And it's not aligned with your values. Yeah, you also exactly. speak from a very first principles value sort of way. Rick, this has been a really strong second conversation and <laughs> I just feel like we need um, Andrew Break. Elizabeth also to come on uh, for a, a like I can a, see you're, whole, you're full too. You're full. I'm very full right now. <laughs> I'm super full. But like this would be a great roundtable with Andrew and Elizabeth as oh, well. Shit. And it would, yeah, it would. Let all, me just look real quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's wrap the show and then, um, and then we'll, we'll do that. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the follow-up, this deeper cut episode with <laughs> Rick Paris. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, also, check out the links below to Rick's work. Again, that's ConsciousRealityCreator.com, TheParisPrinciple.com and his LinkedIn profile. And also, I would love for all of those uh, that are tuning in to share more of these conversations with your friends, your family, your coworkers, online on social media. Get sharing more about how we can self-author our future and also collectively author a really powerful future together. And that's it, everyone. Go and build the future. Manifest your dreams into the world. Huge thank you for coming on again. Yeah, yeah. Rick, for rounds <laughs> the deeper cut. And we'll see you everyone soon. Peace.
And I'm excited to do it with Andrew and Elizabeth again soon. Looking forward to that. Yeah, well, this is what I was telling you before. You know, it's difficult because I'm coming from such a different place and such Peace, a different... Peace, everyone. Much love. Oh, it's still going? Sorry, I thought we were done. Oh.